0: We're just going to jump right into Jesus' words this morning from John 14. These are some of the many words he spoke the night before he died, straight to his disciples and also to us. Um, They're up on the screen if you'd like to follow along. Jesus said, If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things, and remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. That's God's word. Now, right off the bat, in the beginning, Jesus painted a very, very clear and simple picture of what life looks like for someone who loves Jesus. He says, if you love me, what you're going to do is you're going to keep my commands. Or at least you're going to try to. We'll never do it perfectly. But if you love Jesus, he says, you listen and do everything that I say. And then he also gave what I'd call an eternal promise. He said, I'm I'm going away. You're not going to see me anymore. But you will see me again because even after you die, even after your death, we will be reunited in life. Because I live, because I rose from the dead, you can be sure that you also will live and you'll see me. And he said, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. But we're not going to really talk about those things. We're going to jump to verse 27 where Jesus, he showed that it's possible to have peace. And by peace, I mean complete wholeness and satisfaction. Nothing is missing. It's possible to have peace no matter what. And this isn't to say that you're not going to be sad or upset and bad things aren't going to happen. It's not that kind of, everything's just going to be okay. But no matter what, you can have peace. And he said, the reason why is because I don't give as the world gives. And that begs the question, how does the world give? How does the world give to you? There's so many articles and videos and magazines and even books you can read. Like, here's how to fill in the blank. Here's how to plan for retirement. Here's what to invest in. Here's how much. Here's how to get that job that you're hoping will change your life and make everything a lot better. Here are the morning habits, the evening habits to make you more of an efficient person, to leave you not regretful during the day so that you use your time better. Here's how to make friends and keep them. Here's how to make it through school. Um, Here's how to be prepared. Here's how the four steps to have that, that you can be happy and content. Here's what you can do. And listen to yourself. Be true to who you are. Listen to your heart. You know, take into account everyone else but really, like, do what you think you should do, most of all. Now that kind of all sounds nice, but is it giving? Turns out the world doesn't really give. The world suggests. And maybe you could say it gives good advice. Which isn't really a gift because it still leaves it up to you. I was listening to, a, to an interview a while back. Two people who you would look at them and just say, wow, they've got their lives put together. And one of them asked the other one this, what do you say to people who are struggling? Who maybe listen to you and think, wow, I'll never have my life put together like that. And here's what the person answered. I'd remind them they're not alone. Troubles are just part of this thing we call human life. They're not alone, even if it seems so. And here's why. Other people struggle with the same things. And you just get through them. Like, pardon me, but that's horrible. That is not a solution. That is not a gift. That is, that is it's like empty advice. Like, Jesus does not give like that. He doesn't say, oh, everyone struggles and so that makes it okay. And you know, you'll just push through. It'll all be, he he doesn't, he doesn't give like that. No, Jesus says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. And Jesus' peace is a real gift. He leaves it to you like a legacy, like an inheritance. He doesn't leave it to you and say, okay, now you can strive and go and try to get this thing that I've left for you to work towards. No, he just gives it to you. He presents it to you as a gift, And when I say peace, again, I mean wholeness. And he did this in many ways but, but the primary way, Jesus gave you peace, he gave you wholeness by saying that when it comes to the most important relationship anyone could ever have, the one between you and the God who created everything and loves you, he says there is no bad blood between you and God. Even, even on your worst day, when you're feeling the lowest or the darkest or even after you did the worst thing you have ever done and you feel the most shame or the most guilt, Jesus came to give you peace so that you could know for a fact, 100%, no questions asked that there's no bad blood between you and God because all the bad blood was destroyed by Jesus' blood. Jesus' peace means wholeness, complete satisfaction in the greatest relationship, the most important relationship you could ever possibly have. And no, I'm not diminishing the relationships you have with each other. I'm saying this is the one above all other relationships. And with that one, you have complete wholeness no matter how you feel or what it looks like. Jesus' peace is yours. Even when you can't see it or it doesn't seem like it's there. A few weeks ago, I was traipsing through some trails in the Ann Springs Greenway up in Fort Mill. And um, there's a whole ton of trails up there. And some of them are marked. Some of them are not marked. And I'm still getting to know my way around. I get lost sometimes. I don't know which way to go. And sometimes when you're in there, I have no idea which direction is north or south or east or west. I don't really know where I am. But I'm not worried about it. Because I'm on the trail. And even like when the trail goes up, and it crests a hill and I can't see where it's going next. It could go up in a different way or down or to the right or to the left or it could U-turn. But again, I'm not worried about it. Because I looked at the map beforehand and all the trails, I guarantee they all stay in the park. And so I might not exactly know which way I'm going to go. But I'm on the trail and I'm in the park and so I'm not worried. And that's how life is. You are on the trail in God's park. And you might not see where the trail goes next. You might trip on a root or twist your ankle, but you're still on the trail and you're still in the path and so God is still there and he won't let you outside of his park. Every moment of every day, you are in God's park. And so his peace, his wholeness is yours. When you mess up, and then you feel guilty the next morning, he doesn't kick you out of his park and then charge you admission to get back in. No, he says, Jesus already paid your eternal admission. I'm never kicking you out. You never have to get re-entry. You're always in the park. Jesus' peace is always, always with you. And you know how I can tell that to you? You know why I can say that? Because the Holy Spirit told me. And I'm not bragging when I say that. I'm not like some special guy that the Holy Spirit talks to and he doesn't talk to you all. The Holy Spirit told me. He told me through the words in the Bible because that's what what Jesus said he was going to do. And that's what God promises that the Holy Spirit does. Jesus said, The advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Advocate. The word translated advocate literally means someone who is called to be alongside of you to help you in whatever way you need. And that's what the Holy Spirit is. He's called to walk right beside you entirely, the, the whole way through life, teaching you and reminding you. And we need reminding. Um, you guys are sitting right here. You're getting married this Saturday. Jared and Carrie, congratulations. Now, I I doubt that the only time, I'll I'll do it this way, Carrie. I doubt that this Saturday is not the only time in life that Jared will say, I love you, okay? Well, I mean, we can't be sure, but probably. But, (laughs) but, I also, I also doubt that, let's say, it's a week after your wedding, June 5th. And, you know, he hasn't said it all week. And you say, Jared, can you just tell me you love me? I love hearing those words coming out of your mouth. And he says, no, I think one, one time was enough. I refuse. I'm never saying it again. Like, I doubt he would say that, but if he would, you would have reason to rightly be concerned. We need reminding of things. And we're also very forgetful people in general. Our memory doesn't work well. And I have, I've actually learned more about this just this last week. Um, researchers, especially neurologists and psychologists, After big events in our country's history, like the kind of event where you look back and you say, I know where I was when it happened. Um, And for those youngest ones of you out there, I'm sorry, this won't apply to you, but like in 63 with JFK's assassination, some of you remember where you were when that happened. You remember hearing about it. Or like the Challenger blowing up in 1986 or 9-11, 2001, you remember where you were. And and so these researchers, they'll do what's called a flashbulb study. After one of these events, like the day after maybe, or soon after, they'll go to people and they'll say, they'll ask all sorts of questions. Like, where were you when you heard about it? Who were you with? What were you thinking? What did you do right after you heard about it? How did you feel? All sorts of questions and they'll write them down. And then they'll go back like a year or five years or 10 years or 20 years later. And not everybody, but the vast majority of people. And this is a big event. They will, they will change um, like not unimportant aspects of what was going on. Like this would be an example. And I'm giving away my age here. But 9-11, I remember very vividly, at least I think I do, I should say, I was walking into my 7th grade classroom and I saw it on the TV, a tower burning. And me, being a 12-year-old boy at the time, I'll be honest with you, I thought it was a movie. And so I was like, wow, that's amazing. And then a couple of seconds later, I found out it was real and it was the opposite of amazing. But I re- that is going to be edged in my memory forever, or so I think. But this would be like me being totally convinced now, 20 years later, that I was actually at home sick that day. And my mom said, Nathan, get out of bed. Come look on the TV. Look what happened. And I went in there and I didn't think it was a movie. Right away, I was horrified. Like that happens in a, in a vast majority of people where memories, they totally believe that it was one way but it was actually very different and their interview the day after it happened proved it. All this to say, our memories are not good. And so we need to be reminded of things. Whether it's, whether your almost husband loves you or whether it's all the things God has promised you and Jesus has taught you and he has done for you. I, I just read an article yesterday. It was titled, Why do we go to church? Because we're forgetful. And I thought it was a great coincidence that I was going to say this already today. We need reminding. And that's what Jesus says the Holy Spirit does. One more thing on this. Uh, psychologists say that especially kids, one of the things that they need the most is consistent, almost constant, encouragement. And I think that doesn't just go for kids. It goes for all of us. This isn't something that we can just hear one time or a couple times and then just be okay. We need the Holy Spirit to come and teach us and remind us because, because we forget him. Or I'll speak personally, but I, I think I'm speaking for all of you, too. Or we don't appreciate them because we forget them, not on purpose, but just subconsciously. Like, I don't appreciate the fact and just how good it is that my relationship with God is perfect. And the proof of that is that I'm not thinking of it all the time. During the mundane ups and downs of each day, far more often than not, I'm not remembering I've got peace with God. I'm more drawn to the peace that the world offers, which isn't bad, but I'm ordering it wrongly. Like, like when the the world promises, here's how to have good relationships, like with your coworkers or with your family or with, maybe that someone you hope turns into the special someone. Here's how to do it. I'm more into peace about my future and things going on in the world because I think about it more often. I read about it more often and subconsciously I'm making it more important. I'm appreciating that or the possibility of that kind of peace. Maybe it's peace with my health. That kind of peace more than the peace that I have right now with God himself. I forget. And I've known this almost my entire life. We need the Holy Spirit to remind us and that's what Jesus says that he does. The Holy Spirit has taught you every single thing that you believe about Jesus. Without question. Every single thing that you believe about Jesus, it's because the Holy Spirit put it in your heart. And he put it in your heart through God's word because that's how God promises that he acts. And Jesus said, I won't leave you. The Holy Spirit's going to come and he's going to teach you and remind you. Like the Holy Spirit will be by your side, be with you, whispering in your ear, reminding you things like, hey, Jesus left perfect heaven to come down to this world that sometimes, frankly, is horrible and full of evil because he knew it was part of saving you. And Jesus fought off every temptation, even though it would be easier to give in, and it's always easier to give in to temptation because he knew that in order to have you with him forever, he needed to fight off every temptation. Jesus, the most powerful being in the whole universe, submitted himself to dying and to dying by crucifixion. He was willing to take all the blame and all the guilt so that there'd be no blame and no guilt for you to carry. And maybe you've heard these things a thousand times before. But Jesus said the Holy Spirit is here to remind us of them and to teach us all things. The Holy Spirit tells you here every week and whenever you read the Bible, if you're questioning all these ways that Jesus loves you, he rose from the dead. And if someone rose from the dead, It makes sense to listen to him and to put your trust in him above everything else. And the Holy Spirit teaches Jesus, he went back to heaven because his work on earth here is done. He's sitting up there because you sit down when your work is done. But now he's still ruling. He's ruling over every aspect of your life. Even when you don't know which way the trail is going, even when you forget this peace that he's given you, Even when it doesn't look like your life is headed in the right direction, Jesus has got it because he has power over every single aspect of your life. Those things and many more are what the Holy Spirit teaches you and reminds you. And we need that. Turns out that Jesus wasn't lying when he told the disciples that night, I will not leave you. Sure, he left them physically, a few weeks later. But he sent them and us what they needed. He said, I won't leave you alone. I'm sending, the Father is sending the Holy Spirit to be right by your side, the one called to you, to walk with you through life, reminding you of everything that you need to know, teaching you everything Jesus said, being with you every single step of the way. And it's a very simple prayer that I'm going to end with on behalf of all of us. Come, Holy Spirit. Teach us and remind us of every single thing that you know we need to know and believe about our Savior, Jesus, and everything that he said and everything that he's promised and everything that he's done. Come, Holy Spirit. Amen.